Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. During that worship, man, I I like that lyric. You said it. I believe it, and it is done. Amen? And I really believe that that's kind of the context of what we're going to talk about today. But I am excited to give this message that I was going to teach today that God said, no, I'm going to teach that in December. So don't miss any uh, services in December because I want you to hear that message. It's going to be about the Holy Spirit. And I, I really believe we're going into a time. Church, right now, we need the Holy Spirit more than ever. And it's available. Why was the Holy Spirit here today? Because you know what? We decided we're going to pull down the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you have to get fed up with what's going on in your life. You got to put your foot down and say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we did that today. And I believe we're going into a season of that as a church globally. And I believe we're going to see the Holy Spirit fall and move in new ways. And we got to talk about what's going on in the world. We were talking about it in the back. We got to talk about what's going on in the world. The devil's trying to steal our young people. We're not going to let it happen. We got to get real in the church and talk about all aspects of what the Bible talks about. But I was trying to get ready for this message today. And, and I had had this other message in mind that God had given me. And I kept trying to bend my way back to where I thought the message was supposed to conclude. And then I realized God was saying, no, I'm giving you a new message. I'm giving you a fresh word for today. Like I said, I'm excited to give this other one in December, but today I'm very excited to give this word. The title of today's message is in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Now, I like that title. That's an old school title right there. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit in this room right now. Father, I thank you that you've prepared our hearts. And God, I ask that you would speak through me. God, not my word, but your word today. Father, that we would leave changed by your Holy Spirit. We rebuke every spirit of darkness that's coming against your children, our youth, our young people, our young adults, all ages. We rebuke every strategy and attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And we ask that your kingdom come today and your will be done in Jesus name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So I got the message that I was going to preach today at 8 p.m. last night. I got a, uh, mess, a text message from my mom and all it said was dad, not feeling well, you're up. <laughs> now, for those of you who were at my message two weeks ago, you know that ironically, that was the title of my message. <laughs> Apparently she watched it and used it to lessen the blow that I was going to be up all night studying for today's message because I was texted at 8 p.m. I thought to myself, I shouldn't have named it, you're up. I should have called it heads up. (laughs) Heads up, you're preaching in a week, two weeks, something. But 
nonetheless, I was, I was excited to do it. I thought, is this some kind of a samurai test? Like, you know, in training you, you drop your kid off in the wilderness with a pocket knife and a Bible and be like, good luck. Hope you survive. Come out with a sermon when you're done. And, uh, there was a UFC fight on last night that I was planning to watch. I was sitting down to watch it when the text came in and there was a Christian guy fighting in the, in the UFC. So I was expecting to see a knockout in the name of Jesus. See, it really works for anything. But I decided, nope, let me go upstairs. This is a God thing. God's got a word for today. And I'd rather knock the enemy out with you today. So if you're ready for that, give the Lord a clap offering. Now, we're going to knock the enemy out today. We're going to get into some things. But how many know there is a real enemy out there? He's very present today. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to go this route, but... I don't know if you saw that there was a, a, like a stampede at a concert recently, you know, that's a, a tragedy. You have to talk about these things delicately. One thing about that is, is that little kids shouldn't be in those environments where those types of things are being talked about rapped about, sung about, but there's also a spirit at some of these concerts. And I'm not saying that concert in particular, I I don't want to do that, but amongst music in young people these days, there is a spirit of darkness. It's not just what you may have faced when you were younger. It's darker there's a darkness that is increased in the world. It's more demonic. It, it reveals itself in depression and suicide and thoughts of anger and these types of things. We're coming against that. But the way that we have to come against that is we have to understand the the spiritual principalities that we deal with, we have to attack them spiritually. And we also have to talk about the whole spectrum of the Bible. You know, I was telling the guys in the back that they say that journalism was ruined when 60 minutes was started. And the reason is, is because before 60 minutes news was an unprofitable business. It was, uh, you would, it would be, you would take a loss for it. It was just to present the information unbiasedly. And then 60 minutes came along and they created a spin on stories and the profits were crazy. And all the other news organizations said, Oh, that's how we have to do news. And that's why we have the news that we have today because it's about profit. The same thing to a degree has happened in some churches where you don't teach the full spectrum of the Bible. You teach, you teach forgiveness without repentance. You don't teach the full spectrum of the Bible and it works to build crowds for a certain amount of years, 10, 15, 20 years. But like Paul said, the kingdom of heaven is a matter of power. So if there's no power, the young people 
aren't going to touch the Holy Spirit, have the Holy Spirit touch them, and they're not going to stay committed to God. But you don't have the Holy Spirit unless you talk about the, the wages of sin being death. So we've got to talk the whole spectrum. Amen. Because there's a real enemy out there and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But here's the good news. There's an even realer Jesus out there. There's a realer Jesus out there. And he came and he gave his life and he died on the cross to forgive our sins. And we need forgiveness of sin. Because without the forgiveness of sin, we have to pay for our sins. And we will, whether we know it or not, whether we understand that principle or not, we will pay for our sins without the forgiveness of Jesus. But there's also a real Holy Spirit that Jesus left. He said, I can't be here with you. I have to leave, but I'm leaving with you the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit gives us strength to fight our battles. We were tapping into that today when we, when we made it our intention to take advantage of the worship time and think about the things where we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we came to the throne of grace and mercy and we said, God, we exalt you in our lives. We need your power, God. We can't do this on our own. And you start to feel the Holy Spirit in your life and you start to feel him with you. Like I said in, in the your up message, he's always there. But if we don't acknowledge him, we don't allow him to act in our lives. Jesus left a real Holy Spirit with us and he gave us strength and he gave us boldness. We need to tell more people about Jesus. We need to witness. There needs to be a, 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 a compassion in our hearts for people and a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit in our lives to where when we're at work and we're sitting next to somebody and we know they don't need Jesus or we know they're going through something, we have a boldness inside of us that comes from the compassion of what Jesus did for us. And we say, I got to tell this person about Jesus. And it doesn't have to be difficult or, or, or awkward or anything like that. But you can just say, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, I've been through something like that. Can I pray for you? And the Holy Spirit begins to work through us and give us a boldness to do that. I believe that strength, boldness, and power need to be three things that we need to be aware of. How much of these things are in my life? Because God has called us to walk in all three of those things. Can I have a loud amen? Amen. So let me talk to you and let me uh, read to you a scripture from Philippians chapter two. Now, this is Paul and he's speaking to the church in Philippi from prison. Now, how many have ever been to prison? Don't raise your hand. Katie, put your hand down. <laughs> Katie, hand down. Nancy, hand down. <laughs> but if you've been to prison, you know that if you're writing to somebody, it's important. Need food money. <laughs> It's important. So here's Paul. He's been on this amazing journey. How many love the, the character of Paul in the Bible? Amen. Oh, man, powerful. Read Paul's words. It's like, oh, man, I want to be like that guy. So he's establishing churches all over the world to the point where he ends up in jail, just like what's going to happen to you and I. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
And in chapter two, he says this, he's writing. He says, now listen, this is so powerful. He says, therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place. He's saying that God chose to exalt Jesus to the highest position and gave him the name, gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Now check this out in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue, every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's a powerful thing to write. Now there's two amazing secrets that are revealed in this little tiny passage of scripture. And the first one is that the ultimate irreversible and everlasting authority that God placed in Jesus. He elevated him to the highest place. He has authority over every person on earth from peasants to presidents, from sinners to saints. He forgives who he decides. He uses for his glory who he decides. He puts in position of power who he decides. He takes down from positions of power who decides he has authority over every person that has ever lived and every person that is in this room and over every person that you or I will ever hear about or come in contact with in our entire lives. He's elevated to the highest position. This is Jesus. He has authority over every physical fiber of the universe. He has authority over the stars, the fiber that makes up the stars and over every cell that creates every disease. From the stars to sickness, he has authority over every single part of it. He's been elevated over all of it. He decides if it's going to rain. He decides when the stars go around, when the sun rises, he's been elevated over all of it. And by his word, he can command anything to happen. He can call into order every cell in your body from your head to your toe. He can change your DNA. He can speak to your body. He can speak to your organs. He's over all of it. And he has authority over every spiritual matter below the earth and every spiritual battle that you will face. He has authority over every demonic strategy that tries to come against your life. He has authority over everything above heaven, on earth, and under the earth. He has ultimate authority over every single thing. That's what Paul wants us to know out of this scripture. That's the first secret that we have to understand. He has ultimate authority because it's given to him by ultimate authority. God said, I'm calling Jesus to the higher place to have authority over all 
things. The word Jesus in the Greek means savior. He's our savior. God created Jesus to be our savior, to be the savior from our sins and to be the savior from things we would face in this world. Now, when we were looking, when we were trying to decide what lion's name would be, you know, it's kind of hard to, to figure out a name. I'd almost be nervous to like suggest a name. I'd be like, what about Billy or something? And Jen be like, I knew a kid in sixth grade had 13 fingers named Billy. You know, it's like, it's like one, of the, one of those things. What about John? And he had eyes on both sides of his head. It's hard to come up with a name. But one day we were sitting there and all of a sudden this name lion popped into my head and I thought, well, that's radical. And I said, what about lion? And Jen was like, that would be cool. And before that, we had only ever even brought up, I think maybe two or three names before. You you guys know what I mean? It's hard to like name your children. And as soon as I said lion and she said, that would be cool. From that point on, I could never not see him as being Lion. And I'd never heard of a kid named Lion. But as I started to research it, because how many know we need to be thoughtful about what we name our kids? I started to research it. And for one thing, my dad's name in Hebrew is Lion. And all these things started to just kind of come together. And then, as you know, Lion, uh, you know, got diagnosed with cancer at seven months old, and now he's living and thriving. He's doing amazing. He's got an album coming out next month. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, now he's four years old, and he's doing amazing. But uh, when, we, when we thought of the name Lion, at that point, it just felt right. It just felt right. And little did I know how appropriate that name would be for him because, uh, you know, he became known as the kid with the roar heard around the world because of his miraculous recovery, survival, and thriving from two years of chemotherapy, healed of cancer, all that kind of thing. Roar heard around the world. That's the name we gave Lion. And it represented him that well. But when it comes to the name of Jesus... God himself gave him that name. God himself said, my son is going to be your savior and he is going to have authority over everything. The second secret revealed in that scripture is that that same ultimate irreversible and everlasting authority is in us. Wherever we go in the name of Jesus. Wherever we go, he goes. And we have the Holy Spirit in us and we have authority. We have authority over depression. We have authority over any disease. We have authority over poverty, any curses, any generational curses in our lives. We have authority over the spirit of divorce, the spirit of anger, the spirit of depression and addiction. We, through Jesus, have authority over every single one of these things. Do you receive that this morning? 
Now, I'm going to close with this, and the band can come up. And this is the key thing. Would you stand with me? Here's the big question. How do we go in the name of Jesus? And we're ending a little bit early because I want to spend a little bit of time touching heaven at the end of this service. But how do we go in the name of Jesus? Everybody look at me. This is like the most important thing I want you to walk out of here today. Because we talk about this all the time, right? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Okay, so how do I access that authority of the name of Jesus? The way that we access that authority is by not just accepting him as our savior, but asking him to be our Lord. Jesus gave, God gave Jesus the authority over all things. And he said, when you accept my son, I give you that authority to walk and wherever you go, go in the name of Jesus. I said, my son would be your savior. But to actually access the authority, we have to go from him being our savior to being our Lord. We have to accept him, young people. We have to accept him into our lives and then begin to live for him. Make him the Lord of our lives. And honestly, when you do that, when you begin to live for the Lord, you actually start to need less supernatural things to happen in your life. Because obedience to his ways actually will just to start to cause the things in your life to fall into place. His word says, treat others the way you want to be treated. And the next thing you know, people are just treating you good. His word says, look for somebody who you can help who needs help. And the next thing you know, somebody's coming and helping you with the thing that you needed. He says, be kind to people and be forgiving of people. And someone wrongs you. And because his word says to do so, you let them get a pass. And then one day, maybe you need a pass. That's what happens when you start to make him the Lord of your life. When you obey his word, things start to fall in place in your life. Your finances start to come together because you understand how his word says that you're supposed to work. If his word says that you're supposed to be an honest worker, your boss is going to see that. If your word says that, if his word says that you're supposed to conduct business honestly and you begin to do that, then people start to seek you out to do business. If his word says that he'll give you wisdom of how to successfully start a business, 
then finances start coming into your life and people start being attracted to your life. So we're not always in need of this like, man, I need this authority of the name of Jesus to, but sometimes we are. And the two go hand in hand. Your life simply because you've made him Lord of your life, starting to look more like the way that Jesus walked, but then also understanding that in that walk, sometimes we face battles. And a lot of times those battles are actually allowed by God. And this is difficult and we teach on this another time, but don't think anything happens in this universe without his permission. And there's a lot of reasons why weird things can happen. But one of the things it'll do, it is it'll wake you up. And it'll make you think about time and it'll make you think about your influence and your legacy. And it'll make you think about what's really important in life. I love being a Christian. I love the effect it has on my life to live by the word of God. 90% of the time, my enjoyment from the walk of being a Christian, my pursuit of trying to achieve this thing because it is a race to the very end. It never ends. You don't get there until the very end. But 90% of my time enjoying this thing and the reason why I do it is because of the physical results of obedience to his word, the physical results of those that obedience has on my direct life. It's, it's 10% the supernatural things that I experience, but you need both. And he designed us to need both because he's giving us a taste of heaven. And so we live in this, in this world, but not of this world paradigm. But I, I want to talk to you today about the authority of the name of Jesus to, to, to fight spiritual battles. But really what I hope that you read between the lines is that if you make him Lord of your life, you'll have way less spiritual battles, way less until you have kids. But then your kids, if they're raised in church, no matter how stupid they're being or how smart they are, it depends on if you ask them or not, have a seed inside of them that is a supernatural seed. It cannot not grow. And they can try to suppress it and bury it. I'm going to put more and more dirt on it. And that seed's like, ha, that's funny. No. Raise your children in the ways of the Lord. And when they're older, they'll remember because they'll face some battles. And then they'll go, oh, I need the Lord. Often it's the battle that causes us to go, oh, 
Wasn't really living like he was Lord of my life, was he? And it gets us back on track. That's not always why we face battles, but, but that's definitely one of them. We get real comfortable, this, that, or the other. I want you to understand the authority that you have because I think we're all in both places at the same time where we need to be reminded of the importance of him being Lord over every area of our life. You know, I did a a sermon in waves called rooms and it's like, well, he has access to this room. He has access to that room. You don't know about that little tiny room I got in the, in the back. We make him Lord of all the rooms, you know, and it's a journey. It's a journey, but every day we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, but at the same time, we're also facing some spiritual battles, you know, and that may be with a disease. And, and this is where I want to get with you today before I have the band sing and we're going to touch heaven a little bit. But what are you facing today that you need to take authority in the name of Jesus for? You know, do you have someone who's facing a sickness? Maybe you are. He has authority over every fiber of the universe. He could stop the weather. He could stop the sun if he wanted to. You know how easy it is for him to call into alignment the cells in your body? (coughs) He can do it. Or you're facing something with your children. Or you need a breakthrough in your finances. It's his good pleasure to do these things. Before we pray, do you remember that scripture? You know, when thinking about making him Lord of your life, I want to I tell you this is really cool. You remember that scripture in Matthew? It says, Jesus says, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. What's he talking about there? He's talking about authority. I'm going to give you the authority to go in my name. Wherever you go, I go. Whatever you speak, I speak. If you speak, my children are going to serve God. And that's what's going to happen. If you say that this disease is gone in the name of Jesus, then that's what's going to happen. If you say my business is going to get a breakthrough, then that's what's going to happen. You know, what are you facing today? I want you to think about it right now. We're going to touch heaven. We didn't come here just to do church. We came here because every single person here today is going to leave a changed person, having touched heaven, having a new level of authority, walking wherever you go in the name of Jesus. And Jesus tells us, he says, I'm giving to you the keys to the whole kingdom, the keys of authority. Then what does he say next? You've never heard this before. He says, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now you've always heard that, that that means whatever I rebuke, whatever I bind on the earth, then it's bound in heaven. And that's part of it. 
But if you look at it through Jewish eyes, it means something different. Remember when I preached the message two weeks ago and I showed you the tefillin and you wrap it on your arm and you wrap it on your head? The passage of scripture in the Bible that commands us to do that says that you are to bind that around your arm. And a lot of people will do it just kind of like, just kind of wrap it around loose. But if you look up how to do it correctly, and you see a, a, a rabbi put on the tefillin, and, and if you don't remember, the tefillin is this box with these leather straps, reminds us, it sets us apart from the rest of the world, number one. But it reminds us every day that we've been delivered from Egypt for a purpose. We got to remember where God's taken us from. But if you see them do it, if you see somebody who doesn't know how to do it, they just kind of wrap it around like, you know, no big deal. But if you see a rabbi do it, they're like tight, binding this promise of God. When we make Jesus Lord of our lives, we bind him to our hearts. We bind him to our hearts. Say, I'm, I'm putting this Jesus in my heart and it's going to be hard for you to tear it away. It don't matter what financial battle I'm facing. <laughs> it don't matter what challenge I'm facing with my family. It don't matter what challenge I'm facing at work, in my body. Jesus is bound. I bound him to my heart. You can't just pull it off. You'd have to unwind and unwind, but you can't because it's grown into me. It's a part of me. It's who I am. And he's our Lord. And then when we face those times where we've been living with him as our Lord, but then also we need some authority because maybe we're facing a challenging situation or maybe because we're saying, I'm gonna take new ground. Things are good in my life, but I'm gonna take new ground. Last night when I was praying about this, I started to feel like, man, there's somebody in here who needs some kind of a, a connection breakthrough with their business. Who needs some kind of a connection breakthrough with business right now? You do? You do, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do. I see God bringing together the right connections. And I saw it like, it was like some kind of legal stuff that needed to come together. Some stuff that needed to get ironed out. This is where we take authority and we go in the name of Jesus. So band, what are we gonna sing, Brandon? Okay, let's start to sing that. I want everybody to close your eyes. Wait, before we do, if you don't have Jesus in your heart today, all of this starts with making him Lord of your life. If you're away from the Lord, I want everybody just to close their eyes real quick. If you're away from the Lord or you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life and today you wanna make him the Lord of your life, I want you just to slip your hand up nice and high right now so I can see it. 
all over the building. God sees that hand. 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 We're going to say this prayer together. God sees all your hands. We're going to pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, you died for me. Starting today, I'm going to live for you. I want you to be my Savior and the Lord of my life. Now give the Lord a shout of praise and a clap offering. Now for all of us here, I want you to close your eyes and stretch your hands. And I want you to think, what's that thing going on in your life right now? Come on, guys. What's that thing right now in your life that God wants you to take authority over and walk in the authority of Jesus? Lift your hands. Lift them high. Now, from the center of your being, I want you to start praying over that thing. From the center of your being, from your most believing place, the most believing place in your heart, start speaking over that thing in your life. Start saying, in the name of Jesus, I speak over my family. In the name of Jesus, I speak over my business. In the name of Jesus, I speak over this disease. In the name of Jesus, whatever you're believing for, I want you to begin to pray out loud right now. Just speak with authority over it. Tell God what you want him to do. And speak to that situation right now. Come on, man, let's sing this. Let's worship together. Hallelujah. Lord, we take dominion and authority right now over every situation, Father. God, we thank you that you called us to walk in the authority that you gave the name of Jesus. Father, you chose for his name to be Jesus.
some days we just gotta remind ourselves of those things. Do you receive that this morning? I want you to think about that as you go. Walk in that authority and let God lead you into your divine destiny and purpose. He's doing something in this church and he's doing something in your life. Give the Lord a clap offering.